More than 3,000 airplanes have been put in storage. That's 50% of the United States active fleet. When business as normal is no longer normal. This is your economic emergency kit. Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Michael Griffin. And I've got uh, Shauna Theriault on the line. We've been talking a little about uh, what's going on with the financial markets and returns. And Well, we have a, a situation we want to talk about this week. And, and some of this, you know, we talk about how well certain companies are doing and how poorly others are doing. Uh, when you throw all those averages together and then, uh, you know, it, it seems odd, the numbers that we're getting, but they're real. Uh, Kristen, who's in her late 40s, says, uh, being a single mom, I've been a more conservative investor my whole life. Uh, I've invested primarily in high-quality dividend-paying stocks for the last 10 years, uh, you know, woman after my own heart. Uh, I've never really considered chasing performance as I'm on track, according to most calculators and projections. Uh, my portfolio is up roughly 2% for the year, so she's lagging the market. Uh, the broad market's up 6.7. I think we talked about it. It's come off just a little in the last couple of days, so we're down around 5%, a little less than that. But um, <clears throat> last week, she says, during my Bunko Zoom meeting, uh, my friends who are invested in growth stocks say they're up 10, 15, or even 20%. All of a sudden, I feel left out. Uh, they're taking a, uh, they're talking about this all, uh, you know, the, the great growth that they've experienced and they've um, been in the market and, and uh, here I am with a piddly 2% gain. I, I, you know, we are getting some client questions in a similar manner, right, Michael? We are. Uh, and uh, she's saying, is it time to revisit my strategy? Do I start selling my dividend stocks that I've loved for so long? Uh, for those growth stocks that are up 15% for the year, or do I just broaden my portfolio to include more growth with money I'm dollar cost averaging in? Uh, obviously, that that's a huge question. Uh, I would think, though, that if your strategy is for the long term, and it has been fine for quite some time, what we have seen recently is is definitely an outlier is it not i mean it is you know it is. We, we're and sitting here looking at performance that's odd and one thing i'd like to ask her is is you know what did your performance look like last year compared to your friends i mean if you're really going to compare apples to apples that's true you know if she, if she was in these good high quality dividend stocks i mean i bet you she did really really well last year and they might they might have missed the boat on a few things if they've been nitpicking stocks yeah, here and there. Uh, no doubt. Uh, obviously, at Hensler Financial, we do have a portfolio that focuses solely on large cap companies that pay a, a handsome dividend, above average dividend. And what does that mean? S&P 500 dividend yield is somewhere around 2% on average uh, over a long period of time. Lately, it's been down around 1.67, which makes you know one of two things has happened. Either people have cut their dividends. There have been some, but mm -hmm. it's not that widespread. The other way that it can happen, and a whole lot more likely, is prices are up. True. So, uh, you know, when, when we look at that, um, you know, a, a dividend-paying portfolio right now might net you somewhere between 3 and 4% dividend yield. Mm -hmm. And it's going to include some of those companies that have been not so loved in the last six, eight months. Exactly. 
So, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, there's one thing that I'd like to point out. Uh, the price on S&P, the, you know, they, they break the S&P down into various uh, different sectors, but they also break it down uh, according to growth and value. So a, a growth company would be one that, as you might expect, is going to have expected earnings growth much higher than the market average. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have value companies. These are usually stodgy old cash cows. Might not be real exciting, but they do pay dividends and they have awesome cash flow, which you know is very important at times like this. Uh, usually you'll find the value stocks in in uh, staples. Healthcare, utilities is a huge one. Uh, how quick do utilities earnings grow? Um, usually, you can look at inflation or uh, the gross domestic product of a country and determine about how fast utility right. earnings are going to grow. Right? Yeah, it's not very um, much. Exactly, and not only that, they're regulated, so the government doesn't allow them to ramp their earnings up. That's significantly. true. That's true. Um, <clears throat> so. Would you believe that growth, the S&P 500 growth index, is up 20.46% year-to-date, while the S&P 500 by itself at the time of this uh, note was up 5.27? It's down just slightly from there as of, you know, this conversation. Uh, The value index is down 11.85%. That's a, a, a difference of 32.1%? Yeah. 32%. We, can, we can use that 32. You, good, you don't mind good. if I round? No, round, round number's good. You know. Thank you. Now, something to take this even further. There is an index out there called the U.S. Dow Jones Dividend Index, down 17.63% year-to-date. Does that mean that it's time to sell... No, absolutely not. I would agree with you, Michael. All right. Uh, so we were going to flush out this value growth proposition. Should yes. I, should I sell my stocks and put it in the growth? And I'm going to I'm going to use one of your quotes, and I hope I get it right. And if I don't, you can laugh at me and correct it. But if the value stocks are down, like you said, 11.85 percent, and S&P growth is up 20.46 percent, that is like closing the barn door after the horse has left the barn that's right so why would you switch your strategy sell something that's depressed or gone down and in years past they've been doing really well it's just maybe you know what's happening at the moment and then turn around and invest those proceeds into something that is already overvalued absolutely right because you were going to get into the pe and the relative pe so right now because they've gone up so much they're overvalued so it does not make sense to Sell something if you don't you don't buy you know buy low or sell low buy high. That's exactly. not the strategy. Yeah, and you know the, these are the kind of times that people get a little bit emotional. It's like you know in in this particular case, Kristen says that she's sitting around listening to people talk about how their tech stocks have gained so much. Um, number one, if you have only invested in technology or if you've just invested in growth, you might not be diversified enough. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, and not only that, I mean, if you're really conservative and you only look at value, um, 
you know, she she mentioned should I start DCAing in dollar cost averaging into some of these growth stocks? I would say probably a good strategy longer term if you don't want to find yourself in this spot again. But let's think about this. Shauna, you brought up PE. That's the price to earnings ratio. When you just look at performance, you're just looking at a price. I mean, it's easy to get caught up in that price is what you pay. Value is what you get for what you pay. So mm-hmm. let's think about this. Currently, the S&P 500 price to earnings ratio is 26.32. That means for every dollar of earnings, you're going to pay 26 bucks for that company on average. The long-term historical average PE on the S&P 500 is about 16.6. We are 10 divided by 20 or 10 divided by 16. That's about four. That's 25% overvalued relative to the long-term history of the S&P 500. When you talk about it at a different level, let's talk about that growth that has done so well. Currently, the price to earnings ratio in growth stocks is 34.18, meaning for every dollar of earnings, you're going to pay 34 plus dollars for the company stock. Historically, that average is 20.69. You're 14 bucks on 20. Mm-hmm. Way over 50% overvalued. Where you're talking, you're flirting with what? Almost 70, 65% overvalued relative to the long-term history in those growth companies. If you look at value, yeah. currently $12.85 for every dollar of earnings is what you're going to pay. Historical return or historical price to earnings ratio, 15.27. It's pretty easy to see. That's at a discount. Everything else is at a premium. If I'm using my money to get the best value available in the market, I believe I'm looking at value and not so much growth. So timing, timing to me is when you just look at the fundamentals, it's uh, it's pretty easy to make a case for buying value and uh, holding off on that growth. Now, you know, we, we have seen, it seemed like September 2nd, uh, the the stuff hit the fan, if you will, on growth a little bit. Now, it took value with it slightly, but not as bad as it did growth. More often than not, when you see things go negative, and, and you know, Michael, we talked a little about the uh, Federal Reserve mm-hmm. and their announcement on Wednesday of this week, uh, immediately, because they said, Interest rates are going to stay low through, what, 2023? Almost immediately we saw that uh, stock prices went up. Yeah. 15 minutes in, the market began to sober up because they heard what uh, Chairman Powell had also said. The reason that rates are going to be so low, so low for so long, and he's predicting this, is because the economic conditions that we've just suffered through are going to have a bit of a tail. Of course they are. I mean, you can't not. I mean, the market bounced back very quickly, but you cannot have what we've gone through and the businesses shut down and not have underlying repercussions that right. are going to last 
you know, months, if not a year or longer. Yeah. One thing that uh, one of our uh, financial analysts here at Hensler Financial has been watching really close this year is bankruptcies, and that's Nick Antonucci. He, he watches it like a hawk. And the reason he does is this has been uh, uh, close to a record year for bankruptcies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2009 was our more uh, recent um, but it's very close to 2009 market. numbers, correct? We're within a handful of companies bankrupting to get us to that 2009 number. Yes, yeah, absolutely. it's not as prevalent as it was in 2009. It was, That's right. It was more in the news in 2009, yep. but we're very, very close to that number. And when those companies bankrupt, maybe they get just to reorganize and move on, but uh, right now we've got unemployment at 10%. The consumer was our big stabilizing pillar going into this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we had unemployment at three and a half percent, which is not historically low, but man, it was knocking on the door. Yeah. And now we're at 10 percent, which is, you know, we got over 12 percent for a short period of time, which is worse than we saw in 2008 and nine. Yeah. And that, but that was also due to the fact that restaurants and things like that were closed down. And so these people, you know, were on temporary unemployment. I think the right. unemployment numbers are hopefully going to continue to to decrease over the next six who, who to eight doesn't? months. Who doesn't? Absolutely. I agree with that. But what I'm saying is we won't go back immediately to that 3.5% unemployment. No. And that's that's part of the issue that we're dealing with here. So uh, let's take a real quick break. When we get back, we will talk some more about financial issues and uh, answer a few more questions. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products. <laughs> 